Hi, and welcome to Proverb Parables. Today, the topic of our short story is God's protection. How is it possible that in the wake of a storm, an entire landscape of buildings can be razor to the bare ground, but a single structure or two is left standing? There is no other explanation for this except the supernatural protection of the Lord. With his caring eye on those who are his, he stations angelic guardians to vigilantly guard and shield us from harm. Do you realize that even when you were least aware of it, he was sparing you from unforeseen dangers? The world is compelled to give glory to God when they witness his favor on display. After calculating the odds, the data gatherers are baffled because God never fits within the confines of probability. Have you made him your refuge, your sanctuary? Once we take shelter beneath his wings, we are hidden from the threat of danger, and he will always get the honor in the end. Let's not forget that there is a special place in God's heart for the orphans and widows who have no parents to love them and no husband to provide for them. To everyone else, they may look like abandoned outcasts, but the fierce love of the Lord will have the final say. According to Proverbs 15.25, his covering is upon them. The proud cannot so much as keep their proud houses together, but even as everything is falling apart, someone is keeping watch over that one humble widow. The Lord tears down the proud man's house, but he keeps the widow's boundaries intact. Life was good for one particular woman. Born in a family well off by any standard, she had grown up always taken care of. She and her many sisters and brothers were the recipients of the finest food, the finest clothes, and the finest learning. Before long, when she was yet 16, she was married to a man much older than she, who himself had excelled in his trade. He drew up the plans for a beautiful house on a large piece of property where the landscape of greenery rolled on for many acres. It was a big house at that, for they intended to have many children together. And that they did, until eventually, nine happy faces were glowing back at them in their cozy dining room around the table. One by one, these children of theirs grew in stature, in beauty, and in knowledge, just as their mother had. As the custom was, they all married young and had little ones of their own. Their mother, a woman of prestige, was now at the height of her happiness she could not envision a more satisfying life to live. Neither could she have ever imagined the impending tragedy that was soon to come. On a hot summer day, her husband's heart failed him unexpectedly as he reclined on the veranda. Her man, the one she had come to know and love, the breadwinner and father to all their children, was gone. The woman had no way to reach out to her sons and daughters for consolation in the midst of her grief, since they and their families were respectively scattered elsewhere, far from the big house of their childhood. Weighed down with sorrow, the woman arranged for the burial of her husband's body and worked through the heartache alone. Not even a month had passed before her husband's creditors descended upon her in her time of greatest weakness and demanded payment. Fearing for her life, she surrendered all the money she could give from what her husband had saved up for her well-being, should anything ever happen to him. But it wasn't enough and so to make up for the lack, her assets were seized, including the big house with the acres it sat on, and she was evicted. Now she was without husband and without home. All her lovely dresses became dull and worn, and her neighbors sustained her. 
She is a scourge to society. What good is she to anyone now that her husband is dead? She cannot even support herself. The woman had to regain some form of normality, though. Single-handedly, she set to work constructing a small dwelling for herself, and yet found that she had little resources to do the job, save some stones and spare branches and twigs from the woods. She made it work, though, until she had built a dwelling just big enough to shelter her from the rain and cold. When all was completed, she stood back and admired the fruit of her hard labors, chuckling to herself. If only my husband could see me now. I, who once lived in splendor and comfort, must live the rest of my days in this absurd thing of a hut. In spite of it all, she was good-natured about the humbling circumstances life had dealt her. But one close neighbor, who lived in a fine stone tower, regarded her little hut with disgust. She shall get no help from me. Look at that pitiful house of sticks and stones. She thinks she will be just fine, untouched by wind and heat, bandits and looters? Ha! What a joke! On one still, still night, a mighty wind blew across that land, lashing every tree until it bowed low beneath the force of its power. Daylight came, and the light dawned on a bleak and devastated land. Every tree was bare, every house toppled into irreparable ruins. All was total destruction, except the woman's little hut. She emerged from it, and, as if nothing had happened, began gathering more sticks to close in small gaps in her hut. At the same time, her neighbor also emerged from the dust of his once grand house. He sputtered, That, that puny little dwelling I have so despised with every passing day is still standing! Not one stick is out of place! How could it be? My glee was almost too much for me, for I was certain that it would be wiped off the face of this earth. I must have underestimated something. He picked a stone up off the ground, one that had formerly composed his house, and stared at it in disbelief. Either I am dreaming, or this woman in her widowhood has been preserved by providence. <laughs>